Welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sports. On today's show, this week, three NRL hopefuls made their last pitch to be the 17th team as the comp expands. So we discuss their chances and share what our own franchises would look like. How the turmoil in Afghanistan has impeded on the hopes of aspiring female athletes. And finally, a chat with the founder of Xena Sport, a brand dedicated to supporting and protecting women and their bodies in contact sport. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva, and as always, I am joined by my pretty giggly co-host today. Keely has a head in her hands. She's crying of laughter. Um, for absolutely no reason for the record. <laughs> no. Nothing yeah. funny has happened. Oh, I don't know why I have this disease where I, if you're not allowed to laugh and you're like, Keely, shut up. And I'm just out for the count. Anyway, it's fine. Well, Keely and Georgia, how were your weeks? Gee, more. Look, I'm not going to lie. Pretty rough week. For no oh. real particular reason. I feel like I probably share the sentiment of a lot of people in Sydney slash Melbourne at the moment we ticked over 200 days in lockdown Sydney what are you guys like over two months now roughly uh, whatever know. a long I time I, yeah. so there were some days where it just feels all a bit shit however probably just a good reminder to <clears throat> sorry also I'm sick from getting vaccinated so that's fun um check in on your mates reach out if you need help record a podcast it's really fun yeah, that's good. That's good. Really? Um, yeah, I've had a good week. I actually don't really remember much. Of it. Yeah, no, I just blows. Everything, yeah, everything's kind of just the same. Um, anyway. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into the first segment. Feedback feels with kills. Beauty. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into my segment again. Um, it's really good to have you here. I've got a few this week. Actually, I added some fun things this week, as I usually do. Um, the first one, thank you, Eloise, um, who sent us a message uh, asking about the pyramid. What's happened to the weekly pyramid? That's bad on my behalf, I know. Um, however, it's also bad on the participants' behalves. Because I haven't... No, okay, no, actually, side story. The boys are up in Queensland, so it's hard to know what they're doing. So I might just scrap them out yeah. and we'll just stick to the Silver family plus G more. Yeah, because they're not in lockdown. So oh, they true. don't get the pyramid. Dogs. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the, the pyramid will make a comeback. It'll just be um, the Silvers and G more. Maybe our dogs. That's and fun. Luna. And Luna. Oh, yeah. Luna can be in it. Luna the cat. Great. Fabulous. Um, but appreciate her reaching out and reminding us because I probably just would have never thought about it. Can I make a quick point about um, what Eloise's message inspired me to do as well that I was talking to you about? Oh, also, yes. Yeah. So she mentioned that she just listened to our Magic Round wrap-up episode from a few months ago. It feels like a lifetime ago now. And then it made me go back and listen to it. And I was actually pissing myself listening to it and also like – crying. I don't know if you can we, admit to that. We're not that funny. I don't care. Oh, no, no. It was not me going, oh, we're so funny, but it's me remembering all the things from that weekend, laughing about them. Um, and then I went and listened to my uh, when Keely and I were in Newcastle for the weekend and when she started stage diving. So um, it, it made me really happy. And it actually was like, there is hope that once again, we will be on a dance floor and Keely will stage dive. And I, that, that was yeah, nice. So thank you, Eloise, for making me do that because it, it made me happy. Um, and then I've got two little fun facts slash trivia questions for you guys. Ooh. Feel free to yell out the answer. 
The first one is inspired by the NFL preseason that's happening right now. It's from um, this sports trivia card pack that Marley gave me. <laughs> In the 1990s, what team bagged three Super Bowls? You won't know. <laughs> Green fine. Bay Packers. Uh, okay, I appreciate the guess, but no. Um, oh, don't, don't ask, pretend like, no, no. you know. Yeah. This is um, not something you will know. Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Oh, okay. Play on. How did you know that? That's fair. Whatever. Okay. I am a genius. Wait. On that, can I do a really premature recommendation and say if you haven't watched Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team, full oh, series? I've watched that. Stunning. It's like oh, cheer stunning. but real life. It's so good. Well, cheer was real life, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Hang on a second. I was going to say, hang it's on, like I watch cheer you. without the controversy. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, my second one is a basketball question, um, inspired by Kobe's birthday today. Happy how, birthday, Kobe! How did I know that? In a yeah, it's weird. Uh, what basketball move was banned from 1967 to 1976? Was it a slam dunk? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wild. Mm. One for George, one for Marley. Keep that in the books for next week. Um, and my last thing is, this is a really serious, honest question. Marley, don't laugh. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> <clears throat> Look at me. Are you guys missing hungover head noise? Yes. Yeah. Cool. That's all. <laughs> Can I give an honourable mention before we move on? Marley's crying. Yes. Yes, I just please. This, but yes, we're recording on Tuesday. So yesterday, no lies, Sunday... Two very dear friends of mine, Pippa and Izzy, launched an active boy brand called Zip Active. And <gasps> I just cool. realised because I'm wearing their tights and crop right now. So go check it oh out God, on amazing. Instagram. Shout oh, out the guys. Making moves. Ooh. Yes. This is not this is not just gonna be ads on <laughs> yes, ads, Keely. Keely, if you gotta shout something <laughs> No, I this is important. I need to add this. I need to give an honorable mention to our great friend of the show, my best mate, Cammy Dev, because he gave me his one of his shirts from Tokyo. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's all. And end segment. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. To kick off our Around the Grounds today, we do have a topic which is a little bit heavy, but something we really felt uh, was important to talk about. As if the world wasn't in enough trouble already, in the past few weeks, we, like most people, have been pretty horrified as we've watched the devastating impact of the Taliban regaining control in Afghanistan. While this violent, tumultuous event is something too complex for us to comment on, there are so many stories of the individuals on the ground that have really humanised what's going on and hit close to home. So we wanted to share some of these inspiring stories of the brave women who've been reaching for their dreams in sport over the last few years in the face of enormous hurdles and fear. For starters, take Zakia Kudadadi, uh, a 23-year-old who was set to make history as the first female from Afghanistan to compete at the Paralympics in Tokyo, which are happening right now, in the debut sport of Para Taekwondo. Unfortunately, that team has had to pull out for fear of safety and she's actually now in hiding. At the recently completed Tokyo Olympic Games, Afghan 100-metre runner Kamiya Yusufi broke her own national record set at the Rio Olympics five years ago and was also joint flag bearer at the opening ceremony. Yusufi had much to celebrate. Instead, she is commiserating. 
I don't know if it was the last time I carried your honourable flag to the tournament. I don't know if I can still tie your proud name headband to my forehead and enter the race ground, she wrote on Facebook. My dear people, the strong girls of my country, may God keep you safe. The story of Afghanistan's female football team, known as the National Women's Team, has been well documented over several years. Their bravery was not just in being the first to demand the right to practice on a sporting field and to represent their country, but also in more recent years, taking on the male officials who had been sexually abusing them. Kalida Popple was a driving force of women's football in Afghanistan and became the NWT's first captain from 2007 to 2011 when she was forced to flee her country because of sustained and serious death threats. Now living in Denmark, Popple founded Girl Power, an organisation that uses sport to bring together women from minorities and at-risk groups, but her heart remains with Afghanistan's female football players. And, yeah, while this story is a heavy one, it's also a testament to the power and importance of of sport for all of us as a uniting thing, as one that is a universal language, and most importantly, how it's a liberating practice that gives autonomy and strength to women and girls. So girls, you know, to wrap this up, hearing those names, hearing those stories and experiences, what has that made you feel, I guess? And what do we feel in light of that? Well, first of all, I I think it's really important that we do say their names and we tell their stories. I think that's something that we should be happy that we can do um, and we're in a space where we can talk about them and share their stories with other people. Um, but on the back of that, I feel absolutely heartbroken for them. If someone told me I wasn't allowed to play sport, I'd probably tell them to nick off. Um, and the fact that they are fearful of their lives, um, yeah, it's just – it's something that I guess it, you know, it sounds cliche but it put things into perspective and you realise how lucky we are here and I don't know how I would feel to be in that situation because I – thankfully don't think I'll ever have to be in that situation so I can only imagine you know I feel bad that I can only imagine I wish I could um empathize is that the right word yeah yeah I think it's it's just a matter of like realizing how lucky we are hey yeah what about you Georgia yeah for sure I think the idea of sport being a universal language is probably what makes this such a profound topic to reflect on like we touched on how unifying the olympics can be and i know when we spoke about tom daly we spoke about how many countries there were competing in the olympics where being homosexual is still punishable by death and we touched on how we sort of just look at it we can look at it on such a surface level and forget the reality on the grounds of so many countries that are competing and like this just amplifies that in such a real and tangible way like this is the reality on the ground in Afghanistan at the moment is something that you know we're very lucky to probably never experience in our lifetime but sport is something that we can relate to so Mm. when when you can talk about that in that really tangible relevant way it is just sort of something that makes that conversation a bit more accessible and a bit more real and a part of it that you can empathize with and um understand well try to Mm. understand the realities of you know people just trying to find that joy in their life where their passion is sport and yeah Yeah. where do you start really yeah it's so intense and um I think it's pretty incredible that these women were able to you know before this last pretty horrific thing that's happened um they were able to to start breaking down those barriers because in Afghanistan for a long time it's been hard for women to do anything. Um, so yeah. that's why it is so important that they they have done that and, and hopefully, you know, 
if this whole situation can be fixed, um, they can continue to do it or, you know, at the very least be safe. I think that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, I think important to acknowledge too that prior to the past few weeks where this insane unrest has unfolded, it wouldn't have necessarily been easy of them, easy for them yeah. to just be going and playing soccer that it's horrific now but it wasn't perfect before either so how brave they were before this latest unrest to be doing those things at all is still phenomenal there um it is probably important and a bit of a um nice thing to to note that um while there won't be an afghanistan team at the paralympics there are a couple of afghani um paralympians who are in the refugee team who've had to flee from that country but um yeah they will be there and and you know breaking down barriers of of their own so there there is hopefully hope at the um the end of this but yeah really um it was an important kind of reflection piece uh especially with how you know not fun our day-to-day lives are at the moment to kind of realize the bigger picture and also know the names of these really incredibly brave women For our next story in Around the Grounds, a bit of a change of pace now because this past Monday, three NRL expansion hopefuls had their last chance to impress the NRL expansion committee with their pitches to be the 17th team in the comp. All the hopefuls were from southeast Queensland and include the Redcliffe Dolphins, Brisbane Jets and Brisbane Firehawks that definitely have the best mascot and name out of those three. I I was going to say the worst, Firehawks. Did you not see what um, What's the New in Newcastle commented on our photo about that? Yeah, I still think it's the worst name. I think Firehawks is cool. It's fire and a hawk. That's cool. Is that not cool? Yeah, or is we think of Harry Potter? Yeah, I was going to anyway, say. You're not dumb. It's not a phoenix. Okay, well, I really like the Firehawks. Anyway, um... Of the three bids, the Dolphins have previously stated that they have an NRL-ready facility. It's actually a few NRL games have been played there um, now in the season. I think they're like the um, most... Uh, what's the word? Front runners. The most experienced out of the three. Yeah, and I and think I they are the front runners. Yeah. Um, so they apparently have a $100 million asset base. The Firehawks, <laughs> Fire even though they have the best name, hold only $25 million in cash re- reserves, like in comparison. The Jets have also insisted they can meet a $10 million financial guarantee from the NRL if their bid is successful, despite doubts over their monetary muscle. Hey, we can bid for the little guy. Maybe the little guy will win. Yeah. Um, if the Jets got it, they would play their games out of Suncorp Stadium, but also target the state's Western Corridor, um, which is currently untapped by the NRL, despite being rugby league heartland. Um, and the well-established Dolphins would split their games between Suncorp and Redcliffe. And yeah, that's basically what it's going to look like. Um, one of those three is hopefully going to get it. What do you guys think about, you know, the financial position of the NRL on this expansion, you know, with everything that's happened and the way that COVID's thrown things in the air? Do you think it it should or actually will go ahead? Because Philandis was saying there's going to be a decision whether it's going to happen at all, um, you know, for starters. But, yeah, what do you think? I think in theory it's great. I think it would be really exciting and I think it's like anything. You get a brand new shiny toy and it's really fun and exciting. You get a brand new team and everyone's going to be like, yeah, this is so cool. Um, I don't know if in the current climate, um, I mean, I always think of injuries because I'm just a physio nerd, but like the playing rosters – like, how are we going to field another, you know, elite team? There's enough 
you know, um, talent out there, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And then also we know that NRL was kind of losing juniors signing up, like at the, you know, at a real grassroot level. So then I'm like, is this a way to make it, you know, more popular or is this just going to go the other way? I don't know. But I think it's exciting. In theory, it would be great. And I'm, I'm about it. My opinion here, and I don't know if this is a popular one, but if you're going to expand the game, expand the game and take it somewhere that there isn't already, like why they've been talking yes. about Perth Great for as point. long as I can remember. Yeah, Tassie, go, I don't know, somewhere on the central coast. Like I don't know that there's much pull in there, but somewhere sort of between Townsville and Brisbane, take it. I don't know. They, look, Broncos are one of the most established teams in the competition. Titans are our newest team in the competition. They already have a monopoly on southeast Queensland. Why? I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be no. good for the game. And, like, saying the Western Corridor, like, Ipswich Toowoomba is untapped, yes and no, being from Queensland, like, I don't know, some people refer to Ipswich as a Western suburb of Brisbane. So I don't necessarily mm. agree with the idea that that's this huge untapped heartland. A lot of talent mm. from those areas move to Brisbane at school age or Gold Coast, one or the other. I don't know. I think if you're expanding, expand and move out of, like, it would be, it's, to me, it's no different to putting another team in Sydney. Like, that yeah. area is covered. Move on. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. And you think back to when we have Kurt, we had Kurt on, Kurt Delores, who um, was from Perth mm. and then moved here. And then um, he was kind of the only one And then playing. Kennedy Sherrington. Yeah, Kennedy Sherrington from Perth. But it's like the same, like, no one, Melbourne was untapped. That's like, what I mean, yeah. And no one thought that was going to work ever. And it's worked. Like, you're not saying, oh, we need to find 30 players from Perth. Players will move for the club. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I don't, that's my opinion anyway. I think it's about being um, – they've got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if and they're going to do it, take a leap. It's it's such an East Coast sport. like, And I just think that we're just playing into to that if that's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we, as in we, the <laughs> we NRL. The NRL. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to step aside from that and to get a little bit fun, um, we've, got, we've put a challenge to ourselves this week to come up with our own – franchise um so we've had to come up with what our club's name is where it's based what our mascot is and what play- and some additional information and that some you additional want to information add. like a little little pitch yourselves some some players you might want in the mix some um administration staff coaching staff whatever how are you going to Administration build- staff i didn't go that deep no i, I didn't either i just <laughs> was saying like maybe you have a really good footy manager that you think would be great but i don't know hey it's all out there who's going to build the best franchise Gilly and I have um, previously spoken about the fact we don't know what any of us have done, but we are a little bit worried we've done the same thing. So I'm going to ask you to go first, Georgia. What's your franchise? Tell us about it. Okay. I'm expanding the game and going Northern Territory just because. Nice. Why not? Yep. I've found it quite difficult to settle on a name, but so I'm going to give you my people first and Surprising no one here. I'm just going to... How many people are we allowed to poach? You oh, do whatever okay. you want. Yeah, we're it's just... A so, it's a fun chat, guys. We're not I being serious. I did go administrative and I'm taking Frank Panisi as football manager. I, to- I knew that. I knew you would. Yeah, yeah obviously. It's a smart that. decision. He's the best football mm. manager there is. Mm. I'm mm. taking uh, Cameron Smith. That can be in a captain or coaching capacity. I'm not fussy. <laughs> bring him out of retirement. <laughs> I didn't know we could bring players out of retirement. Hey, I said captain or coaching. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, I'm obviously taking Craig because goat. And 
He may as well be called the Northern Territory Storm. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like thunder, the, but you the know. lightning. <laughs> or the tornado. Ty- tor- typhoons. Um, hurricanes. Uh, tsunami. No, okay. Anyway, go on. The earthquakes. Mistaking <laughs> <We're> a <laughs> storm theme. <laughs> Let's go with earthquakes because I didn't have anything yeah. much better. Um, in the Northern Territory, just because I feel like that's fun and it's hot, so why not? And they're the people I'm poaching. Maybe add a bit of flair, take Reese Walsh, bit of youth. Not nice. really sure Ooh, why. Yeah. And like a poster, like boy. A poster, poster boy. boy. He's new, yep. he's fresh. I feel like he and Cam would get along well. Yeah, I'm basically just recreating the storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, we know that'll be hey, they're the most then. successful sporting club in Australia. You'd be dumb not to. Yeah. Nice. All right. Facts. All right. Julie, On the count of three, you say your location. Okay. Yeah, ready? Three, two, one. Bombay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew we did the same thing. I knew it. Oh God, God damn. Oh God. <laughs> Why are we the same person? <laughs> I knew it. Oh my god! I knew it. Okay, you need to take ten. I hate you. You need to go for ten, and you need to relax. Can I go first? Go on, mine. No, you you go go first. No, you go. go. No, no, no. Oldest and ugliest goes first. My franchise is the Byron Bay Bongos. (laughs) Like the drums. (laughs) The Byron Bay Bongos. She goes to me. It's an inanimate object. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, Well, mine's not that. Okay. So the reason they're called the Bongos is because. You know, they don't have cheerleaders on game day. They have a drum circle. And it's all about <laughs> grounding. And it's all about grounding and being one with the earth. So, of course, Brad Fittler is the coach, right? He loves to do that, that earthing thing, feet in the ground, whatever. Something's telling me this franchise doesn't have very good finances. <laughs> it's just the vibe I'm picking up. But it's all about the vibes. It's all about the vibes, man. Like, it's, we're, you know... Oh, I can't even talk now, but it's, I just feel so like this is the greatest decision I've ever made <laughs> and I'm investing and I'm starting it. But, you know, the North Coast, there's a lot of talent there. Um, you know, Byron isn't exactly a town you think of when you think of rugby league. Well, not rugby league on the field, maybe rugby league off the field. Um, you know, Mate, obviously... George's got a question. No, I was just imagining like the town of Byron's reaction to the reality show Listen, being filmed there. Imagine their reaction. No, 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 no. This is this. I've already thought of this. I've already thought of this. Ugh. So because of that reaction, their actual home grounds in Lismore, <laughs> right? And I feel like that makes more sense. <laughs> the home grounds in Lismore, um, but they're still called the Byron Bay Bongos, and all the players live in Byron Bay. And when you think of Byron Bay, you've got to think of your influencing type players. So if, we've of got course, the same players. Captain, of course. Kalen Ponga. Of course, yeah. Kalen Ponga. Right? I'd say. We're going to the coaching time s- on this podcast. <laughs> well, no, I'm just talking about like he's like an influencer dude, right? So he's, he, of course, he's in the Byron Bay Bongos. I also had Angus Crichton in because I feel like the man bun has like a big influencer vibe, like Byron vibe as well. He, those were the kind of players I was thinking of. Um, I also just in t- saying this out loud, no brainer should have been first on my list in a, a uh, advisory, maybe like a player welfare role, Todd Carney, of course, right? He's up there, lives up there. Um, he plays for a Byron team, I'm pretty sure still. But, yeah, that that's the stuff that I um, thought that this would be a, a club that really shakes up the league. Um, Are you done? No, because this is the way that it really shakes up the league because they have a full pro – legalising marijuana pitch about like athletes recovery and then they implement THC. Can we do like a hypothetical of which team wins at the end of this? 
I think we know who's going to win. But, hey, they're going to have a great time. They're going to have heaps of vibes and they don't really care about winning on the field because they're making heaps of money with their influencing in Byron. Um, and there's no leagues club. It's just Bushdoffs. Okay. <laughs> well, mine's in Byron Bay too. <laughs> but mine are the Byron Bay cows. <laughs> Cows. <laughs> Why are they the cows? Because are they the dairy I love fluffy cows? cows, like at the farm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like yes. Yes. So, um, cows are in my top five favorite animals. Same. Um, because they're always in pairs. They have a best friend. Um, so my team will be based on no one gets left behind. Everyone sticks together as a team. Ohana means family. Yeah, we're a good team. Um, so our colors will obviously be black and white. I'm not sure if we go like home or white kit, bit of black. Or like away, it's vice versa. My jersey's tied. I just so you know, if you didn't pick that up, obviously. Okay, I had obviously KP, but I also wanted to have some Groms, so I had to have Harry and Nico on the list. Stunning, yes. yeah, right? Server dudes, yep. Um, home ground. I was going to do like next to the farm. Oh, all the farm in Byron. Yeah, the yeah, farm. Yeah, yeah, in Byron. Yeah. Like the farm that you go to. I was going to have Trent Barrett as the coach because he's hot. Tanned, manly, hot, you know. But pretty Probably walk around with his shirt off all the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had Belza on there because I was like, well, I'd be stupid not to have Belza, but to go with my theme, Trent Barrett fit. Post match would be at the Beach Hotel. Nice. Obviously. And based on who I know can perform in Byron, I'll also be adding Dill Bags to my team. <laughs> Dill and Brown. Yeah, sorry. Dill Bags, Dill and Brown. Um, and the commentators of the games will be us. Nice. Can I, I have a nice. question? Yes, you know how, Georgia, in the front. You know how at Broncos Suncorp home games, they have yes. Buck and they march him around the perimeter of the field? Yes. Oh, what's the name of my cow? Will, a, will cows be doing the marching around the field? B, will people be riding said cows? And C, what are their names? Um. Okay, no, I think it's definitely a dress-up mascot cow. It's not a real cow. Um, there'll be real cow um, off the field, like to the side. You know how the bulldogs do it? Yeah. They always have a little bulldog. That's what I was just saying about Buck the That's horse. No, I... Th- I He's oh, a real yeah. horse. I thought... You- yeah, no, I know. I thought you meant like the actual mascot dress-up person. No, I don't care about <laughs> mascot cows. I care about real fluffy cows. Okay. Um, we'll have two cows and um, one of their names... I don't know. I don't have names. I didn't think about that. Damn it. All right, anyone who gets to this part of the podcast, if you've got a good name for a cow, can you please send it to us? To wrap up our Around the Grounds, we have a super interesting interview with the amazing Donna Johnson, the founder of Xena Sport, an Aussie-built brand rooted in vital research and built to protect and promote women in all contact sports. A truly brilliant story with an inspiring woman, and better yet, while you hear a couple of minutes of our chat here with her now... We'll be releasing an extended bonus episode of the chat in full too. So keep an eye out for that. Enjoy this. And now it's over to Donna. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Donna. Um, It is really exciting that we get to talk to you because not only is what you're doing uh, so unique and I think really vital and something, you know, us as women are really interested in, but you're the first um, businesswoman that we've like spoken to on the podcast. We've had a lot of athletes. And so to have this uh, different kind of perspective in the world of sport is really, really exciting to us. So yeah, thanks so much for joining us. 
Oh, awesome. That's great to hear. Thanks for having me. I was really excited to be asked um, onto the podcast. So, um, yeah. We'd love to, you know, start by asking a bit more about you. So um, tell us how, like, what role did sport play for you, I guess, in in your life? Obviously, like, this is something that's a big part of of who you are now. So what has that been like growing up and, and that sort of stuff? Yep. So growing up, um, obviously, um, my dad was always heavily involved in football slash cricket club um, in our local community. So, you know, my weekends were spent down at the cricket club or the football club, and it was really um, community driven back then. So there'd always be barbecues and you'd know everyone and all the kids and everything. So I grew up sort of with that on the weekends and then obviously going to the football with him and watching Melbourne. You know, my brothers played football growing up and then, you know, I did bits and pieces from tennis to basketball, dancing, as you do. Obviously, Brad and I, um, we went to actually kinder together and primary school together. So we knew each other along the way um, and he also played football at the local club that we were involved in as well. So, um, yeah, so once we sort of got together about the age of 18, you know, obviously he was really seriously um, committed to his football and was drafted. Um, So, yeah, from then on it was just um, a matter of really being involved at an AFL level with a partner that played um, and going through all those highs and lows and ups and downs and and things like that. So, yeah, I've only really sort of played sport casually on the side, not at a professional level. Um, But, yeah, obviously being involved at such a high level with him, um, you know, we had a great 17 years at the Western Bulldogs um, and it was something that, you know, we'll cherish forever. So after all of that, I imagine the influence that AFL played on your life basically since you were a kid, would have been a part of it. But what was it that inspired you to found Xena Sport? So Xena was something that I had never given one ounce of thought to prior to catching up with my best friend for a coffee one Monday morning. And it was purely because her three daughters had started playing football. So this is probably about five years ago now. Uh, And her daughters ranged between eight and sort of 17. And we were just talking about the injuries that had occurred um, that previous weekend. And I just threw up the uh, comment that I can't believe these girls are playing such a physical sport and they're not wearing any form of protection. Like this was all new to them. You know, boys had had the opportunity to play on from Auskick Um, you know, learn all the fundamental skills, learn how to tackle properly and things like that. Whereas these girls were starting, you know, in such a crucial stage of their development in their adolescent years and they weren't wearing any form of protection. So it literally was just a flippant comment that I threw up. Uh, And then that night I revisited it with Brad and I just sort of went over it and said, you know, I can't believe these girls aren't wearing any form of protection. Um, And then he encouraged me to look into it a bit further. So I did. I didn't put any pressure on myself, didn't even think of it as a business, didn't think anything really. I just went on Google, searched breast injury. There was hardly any research around. Um, There was one study out of America which said that it was um, really significant in female sport. And then I went on to then um, research if there were any actual products on the market. And the only thing at the time was sort of like a hard shell protector that they used in martial arts. So, 
Yeah, it was really just, I took it each day at a time, did a little bit more investigating, run the idea past a few people. People thought it was a good idea and we just sort of kept going. And then, you know, it took us probably three years of research and development to eventually um, design it and and get a sample. But um, yeah, it literally came out of nothing. I just find this so exciting. I'm a first year out of uni physiotherapist and it's really interesting because this isn't something that's touched on it's not touched on at uni yeah it's like not discussed at all and um, I'm I was lucky enough um, I'm involved with the Cronulla Sharks NRL women's team which is amazing but there's nothing we even really have touched on now and I feel like this is going to be my insight going into the you know the preseason at the end of the year because the girls do come out with you know your sternum injuries or they'll just be sore at the top of their breasts and like absolutely it's just something that's not really spoken about so this is this excites me (laughs) yeah yeah because at at the beginning when I went on um you know it was an old study out of America that I found research and I sort of contacted a few places in Australia but no one had even really thought to look into it much. Um, And so we did our own um, sort of research project and I managed to go down and speak to some of the Geelong Cats girls down here, um, the professional girls. And, you know, we sat around in a bit of a circle and we just had a chat and, you know, at the beginning when I first had the idea of Xena, I was really focusing on adolescent girls given their stage of development. I didn't even really um, consider, you know, older women wearing it. However, when I sat down with them, you know, so many of them, you know, had bandaged padding to their ribs. Um, You know, some girls wear two sports bras. Some girls actually bandage their breasts sort of to give them that extra bit of um, protection. And, um, yeah, so out of our research project, you know, we found that the majority of girls had somehow had some form of injury, whether it was bruising, um, you know, scratching or more extreme. But, um, yeah, at the same time then the AIS then did a study as well, which, which gave similar results. So when we started going out to the professional clubs just to start talking about it, you know, there were women there who just um, had never even thought of breast trauma before or what the implications were going to be down the track, you know, for it. And I think as time's gone on, you know, I've received messages from women who have breast implants. Like when we think about the amount of women who are playing sport at the moment, like physical sport that have breast implants, you know, women are suffering with breast implant ruptures, which... You know, mm. when you think of the the impact, not only to your health, but then having to have more surgery to get these sort of things fixed. So it's just a huge um, conversation that really needs to be um, normalised. And we also need to educate girls that it is okay because if they did their ankle, everyone would know about it. Yeah. Mm. Not saying that everyone needs to know about a breast injury or a breast trauma, but, um, you know, you may need to speak to your doctor. You may need to speak to your parents. And on our Instagram site, you know, we um, had a base, a softball girl, sorry, who got hit in the chest. Like I couldn't believe that they don't wear any form of chest protection Mm. when they're batting. Um, And she actually sent me the photos of the bruising to her her chest. And, um, you know, it's, it's a worry. So, yeah, we really do need to normalise the conversation moving forward. And on the back of that, I where do we find you? For our listeners and for anyone who I'm going to promote this to, which I am, um, where do uh, I direct Where would I direct them best? Your Instagram? So, 
Yeah, so Instagram, we're on Instagram and Facebook and also our website at xenasport.co. Um, yeah, and we've got obviously lots of content on there, lots of educational pieces and, um, yeah, come along and hopefully just spread the word. Yeah. That's why I'm so grateful to be on today and, and chatting to you girls um, just gives us great exposure and just, you know, lets people know that we're out there. You the real MVP. Now we come to our MVPs where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title, something they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. I might kick us off because I reckon you two have way funnier ones than me this week. There's <laughs> Yours li- is really wholesome though. Yeah. Um, it was something that I saw in after the Cronulla Sharks game uh, in the NRL over the weekend. Uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo, who is quite well known for his amazing charity work and just being a really amazing, kind human yeah. uh, who plays for the Sharks, he actually broke his jaw in the game quite badly Um like two clean breaks on either side of his chin is awful injury. Uh, and he obviously realized that his season was over there. And there's this footage of him um, holding an ice pack to his chin, tears in his eyes, blood in his mouth, um, gutted in a lot of ways, but he still goes out of his way to give his boots to a young, per- uh, young fan in the crowd. Like just must've been in so much pain, but you know, that meant, it was really important to him and I saw him interviewed after and people were asking him about it. He's like, look, the most important thing for me is if I can make someone's day or change their life. I'm like, He's so bro, nice. you are so lovely. Like yeah. I thought it was really beautiful and um, yeah, just what a, what a cool dude. All right. I got two short stories, but wholesome. Okay. Okay. So first MVP is um, <laughs> this TikTok I saw. And it's a professor in America and he gets on the Zoom call and he does this big entrance. Um, oh, what's that song from Bring It On? Are you ready for this? Yeah. And he's – anyway, it's really funny. And he comes on screen as a potato, like his head – he's in a potato and he's talking as a potato and he's like, oh, it's really bad because once you're the potato, you can't not be the potato. Anyway, it's really funny. The filter? The potato yes. filter? Okay, yes. It's not actually got... No, sorry. The potato filter on Zoom. Um, and then he like goes over to a photo of potatoes and he starts crying because his family being killed. Like it's just funny. <laughs> He's very funny. And um, on the back of that, I have another wholesome story. So yesterday uh, I was at the running track and there was this little girl. She must have been about like 10 and her younger brother was eight. And he was watching her run around and... She was coming down like the last 100 metres and he just starts going, you can do it, keep going, don't give up, keep going, you can do it, I'll run with you. And he starts running like the last 40 metres with her and it was so cute and adorable. And I just thought the both of those, like him supporting his sister and the teacher, the potato teacher, <laughs> providing good laughs and a fun learning experience. I think you need to find those people during COVID. So you need to find your potato or you need to find your little um encouraging boy and if you're struggling you let me know and i'll be a potato filter right <laughs> i will be the potato oh that's nice but it's nice and i was mm. like oh everyone needs to find that you know anyway love it mvps one of our friends did send a potato a different potato oh, to yes. talk to our group chat this week and keely's response was how good are potatoes <laughs> <laughs> they're really good <laughs> g more your MVP. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you go. Well, hers is a secret, so I don't even know. That's what, what I was going to say. I only put that because I thought Killy might steal it or be angry that I took it. 
so I didn't want to write it in. Go Ooh. on then. But I have... I already had two holes in one, so it's all right. One, it, it, I kind of have two. One is, and he's going to kill me for saying this, but my brother officially became a doctor last week. <gasps> so now he's Dr. Oh, Harry my God. Man. That's amazing. Oh, MVP wow. behaviour. Wow. Well done. Well Congrats. Done. That's MVP from all of us. he didn't tell any of us. And I saw some other professor who he'd been working with tweeted it, and none of our family have Twitter except me. I messaged the family group chat. I was like, Harry, did you – officially become a doctor he's like oh yeah it happened while i was away last week forgot to tell anyone lol and i was like you're an idiot you only anyway, studied for a million years that's to get so that. cool that is anyway, amazing now he's dr Harry. can't Mitch, wait to meet him exciting. properly and be like hello doctor he will hate that and i love it <laughs> um but my secret one is scare cams in the hubs oh, the don't hate you for that Props, so good. man. Props. If you haven't already seen, you won't have time because oh, actually, NRL Rose posted it on his grid. Yes, so you'll be able to go and see it. Trent Lario, I think that's how you pronounce your last name. Sorry, Trent. Shout out Trent and Nico Hines set up. I think one of the best scares I have ever seen on Harry. Harry bought a new swag over the past week. Harry Grant, not Harry, Harry Moore that you were just talking Moore. about. Yeah, you <laughs> couldn't differentiate. Too many Harrys. All the Harrys. Harry Grant bought a new swag and he is so happy and proud of his new swag. He FaceTimed me from inside the swag to show me his new swag. Very happy with his new swag. But the boys set up a camera. Trent hid in the swag. Harry went to get in his swag again. I'm not sure who he was FaceTiming this time. And Trent scared the jeebers out of him and it was so funny but it got Keely and I talking about just scare cams in general there's been some great ones coming out of all three hubs and oh, and also Harry is just the easiest person to scare so ever. easy so all the boys get him all the time I messaged him I was like you make it too easy he was like just do it for the people <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's been some real good I ones I could empathize with really you Harry oh, yeah. mate Keely gets me every day well, like, yeah she cops on a daily basis you've got Harry a couple of times too yeah but he Tried, he was like, oh, I'm going to get you. And I was like, okay. And he tried twice and then he gave up. Two minutes later, I just hid in James' staircase and I just waited and just walked past. And then I was like... <laughs> it's just Whoa. because his reactions are so animated yes. and so full body encompassing. Yeah. It makes them so good. 100%. <laughs> good ones. Love it. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be looking out for for the week ahead. I'm going to kick this off. Uh, two things. One, we just got notified that the podcast we did with NRL Roast, his podcast is called Roasted. Um, the episode's just been released. I haven't heard it. I don't know if I should be recommending it. Maybe we sound terrible, but hey, it's there. Maybe, you know, it's a bit different because um, we're not often the ones who are getting interviewed, which is... And it's, we, it's our first interview with all three yeah, of us. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So check that out. Um, also, as mentioned just before you heard that snippet from the Donna Johnson interview, there's going to be a full uh, episode released uh, with a version of that. So you should definitely check out the full chat there. Uh, my one to watch is very exciting and I'm already nervous. Um, it is the Super Netball Grand Final between the GWS Giants and the New South Wales Swifts. Um, the game is this Saturday at 2.30pm. It's live on Channel 9. Get amongst it. Get around the Giants. Um, and I'm nervous. But that's all. Uh, yeah, I'm so nervous already. I'm sweaty. But excited. I have Team. faith. That's yeah. so much faith. Yeah. Same, I'm pumped. I, I, like, I reckon it'll just be such a high-quality game. I went to the last grand final they were in where they got absolutely flogged. But it was like 
so nerve-wracking and the girls are just so fired up. It's almost a completely new team. I think um, JLP is the only – or and Sam Pullman would be the only ones who were – From the that, OGs. That, that first oh, yeah. grand final team. Yeah, cool. So it'll be unreal. I think Sophie Dwyer is smoking oh, fire. She's been killing she's it. And Amy Palmentar has been killing oh, it. And Maddie Hay. Maddie Hay. Oh, actually, mate. everyone. Or oh, everyone. But like that that court. Oh, Joe, I love Joe Harden so much. Anyway, moving on. Watch it. <laughs> Gmore. Mine is a brand new podcast that has come out for the Paralympics. It's called You Little Ripper, and it is hosted by Aussie icon Kurt Fernley and uh, sports commentator Georgie Tunney. Georgie has said they will be doing their best to showcase the Paralympics and the athletes who want to make you scream, you little ripper. So they're just going to be doing coverage of the Paralympic Games, which I'm super excited to hear about. So... Yeah, get on that if you don't get a chance to watch as much of the Paralympics as you'd like. I'm sure they'll be doing great recaps. Amazing. How good is that? Well, that brings us to the end of our 25th episode of Chicks and Balls. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you are loving the show, let us know. Let us get, give us some feedback for Feedback Feels With Kills. She always loves that. Let me know the names of cows. Okay, that's the main thing this week. (laughs) Yeah, love the feedback. I love it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us five stars if you're really digging it. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button. Check out our official Chicks and Balls Pump Up playlist. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No pod. Thank you, Georgia. Keely was not paying attention then. She usually Anyway, other than that, have a great week and we'll catch you next time. Bye. See you, my dudes. Bye.